So what do you think of your Fitbit? What do I think of my Fitbit? We've never commented on it on the podcast before, but you are living the two-watch lifestyle. You are wearing an analog watch on your left wrist and a Fitbit, which is a watch, on your right wrist. But it's the leaner one, so it looks like um, an awareness band. It looks like an awareness band. Awareness of your fitness. Awareness of your human frailties. Imminent death. (laughs) Well... I am aware of my imminent death as well now because I am also wearing a Fitbit on my right wrist and also wearing an analog watch on my left wrist. How do you feel about that? I feel kind of stupid. I'm sure I'll get used to it. More stupid than usual. (laughs) Well, it's because I was advised that I should probably start tracking my sleep because my sleep deprivation may be leading me to an early death. I thought it was going to be bad life choices. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that too. And then said, you should try, you know, one of those Fitbits. They can track it automatically. And I said, but I'm already wearing a watch. I don't want to wear two watches. And then I remembered that Ting wears <laughs> two watches. So if it's all right for Ting, it's probably all right for me. So now I'm also wearing two watches like a lunatic. We should tell Fitbit this. We're going to start a, a campaign to say it's okay. Two watch lifestyle, multi-watch lifestyle. Yeah, and they'll build a campaign around you. (laughs) Around me. Look at this idiot. He's wearing two watches. But he's so successful. He's so successful. He gets eight hours sleep a night, thanks to his Fitbit. You know what? We need to talk about your new iPhone X and its tail. My wife ordered April. Let's not call her my wife. My wife. April ordered a white one and a black one. I saw on the confirmation. I thought, shit, why she ordered me a black one? Turns out she wanted a black one and got me a white one. But apparently, it's all about black nowadays. I'm so out of touch with the times. I have the the tail, the dongle. For your headphones. You haven't transitioned to wireless headphones yet. No, I was going to get lightning headphones. Oh, which will make you laugh. You loser. Why would you buy lightning headphones? Lightning headphones is the stupidest thing you could buy. I'm sorry. You have all the downsides of a wire and all the downsides of being locked into Apple's proprietary bullshit. If you're going to change headphones, at least buy wireless headphones. But I have to charge them, don't I? Okay, you're right. The solution is buy regular wide headphones and just super glue the dongle onto the end of them and then you can pretend you've bought Apple proprietary bullshit. Can I just not buy lightning headphones? What? what who makes lightning headphones? Beats? Because they got acquired by Apple? No one... Not even Beats. I'm making a face and flailing my arms around. Lightning headphones are stupid. I have no choice. <laughs> There's a choice. Buy wireless headphones. Buy wireless headphones. Use the f***ing dongle. Okay, if we, if we go wireless, in-ear wireless, so it looks like I'm wearing an aid. <laughs> do do what you like, man. <laughs> do what you like. Couldn't get lining headphones then. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. I, I've got to admit, I did see your iPhone 10, and I did think, uh, does look quite nice. Maybe I should get one. It is quite nice. But yeah. are you used to the no button lifestyle yet? Definitely. Really? All the swipey-wipey stuff? I like the additional screen estate. I like the fact that messages only expand or go into preview when you look at the phone, so only when you unlock it. Ooh. Yeah. You haven't sent me an emoji of a talking poop yet. I've not done one emoji yet. <laughs> you haven't done an emoji yet? What's the point of spending £1,000 on a phone if you're not going to send an emoji? It's really expensive for what you get. Yeah, I was looking at a... Galaxy Note 8 and a Galaxy S8 again. I was thinking, hmm, maybe, I don't know. But you're obsessed about a button. 
Oh, the Bixby button. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rant mode enabled. The new Galaxy phones don't have the home button with the fingerprint sensor on them. The fingerprint sensor is moved to the back next to the camera in a really awkward position. So you can't really use it. And there's no home button anymore. It's all a software virtual button like it is on iOS. But they did add a hardware button to summon their stupid virtual assistant, Bixby. Apparently Bixby can't understand English. I mean, I think it's improved a lot since the first release, but it first came out, couldn't understand English. It was probably fine if you're Korean because, you know, it's a Korean company. I'm sure they had their Korean version working quite well, but the English version was rubbish. And then people immediately were like, well, this is stupid. Download this app and you can remap the button to make it someone Google Assistant or something useful. Then Samsung then released a firmware update to stop you remapping the button. This just offends me as a consumer. This is consumer hostile and upsets me and I refuse to migrate purely for this reason. So you're going to get an iPhone 10 then? Oh, we'll see. Welcome to Lost Levels Club. Welcome to Lost Levels Club. I have today with me Sir Michael. Hello. And myself. Father Ting. We're a book club for games, but not today. Today we are talking about stuff. Talking about games industry stuff. You need to re-enable rant mode quite soon. Luckily for you, I never disabled it. <laughs> it's always running in the background. That's right. Rant mode is a background process. <laughs> occupies like 100%. <laughs> occupies 100% CPU time. It's occupying a whole hemisphere of my brain. So what am I going to rant about right now? Loot boxes and loot, micro-tran- bo- loot boxes. Ah! We'll start with Battlefront Two. Have we talked about this already? I feel like I've talked about this a lot with a lot of people, but maybe not on the podcast. What was Battlefront's release date? It was in late November. It was a bit of a strange release date because there was the Origin early access stuff that meant you could actually play it a week earlier, November seventeenth. So we wouldn't have covered this in the last one. Maybe I just tweeted about it. You definitely did tweet about it. So this mess all started once people played the released version of the game. And it's a combination of multiple horrible design decisions. Well, I think I previously commented that Destiny was an offensive loot skinner box. And Battlefront 2 is like that times a thousand. So during the early access period before everyone got it to unlock heroes you have to spend a certain number of credits and the iconic heroes like Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker cost 60,000 credits to unlock the other interesting factor is that the number of credits you earn per match was not actually tied to your performance it was actually just literally tied to the number of minutes you played so basically You didn't get a medal for winning. Everyone just got participation medals. Like, yay, you took part in the Galactic War. Have a medal. Have some credits. Collect your pay. I guess maybe this is how the real army works, you know, if you think about it. You don't get a bonus for shooting soldiers. Maybe it's more realistic. Maybe they're just trying to teach people how the real world works and you you get get screwed over by mega corporations. You do get bonuses. Do you get bonuses? That's not not very ethical. Not that kind of bonuses. You'll get medals for bravery. For bravery. Okay. Anyway, before we go down this this potentially dangerous path, it was calculated that to get the 60,000 credits you needed to unlock Darth Vader, you would have to play the game for 40 hours. So that was literally 40 hours of playtime where it didn't matter actually how you performed. And then various game outlets tried to figure out how much time it would take you to earn that if you just spent 
real money because as well as earning credits by playing the game, you can also earn credits by getting duplicates from loot boxes. And so they just bought $300 worth of loot boxes and then earned 30,000 credits or thereabouts. That's not very good. It's not very good. No, I mean, I'm, I'm just pulling these numbers out of my ass. It was not exactly that number, but it was a lot. The real numbers are kind of irrelevant now because they've all changed it anyway, but it was on the order of hundreds of dollars to unlock one of these characters instead. And then, as I mentioned, your performance in the game didn't actually impact the number of credits you earned either. So you could literally just tie a rubber band to your controller, walk off, and earn the credits that way. And that was probably the best way to play the game, just to let it play itself for 40 hours, then come back and then enjoy it after you've unlocked all the rubbish. So anyway, there was a lot of outcry about this on various different forums, and of course on Reddit, which I read. And in response to a comment about it taking 40 hours to unlock Darth Vader, there was an EA representative who commented on Reddit saying, oh, we were trying to give a feeling of accomplishment to players to make it feel like they've unlocked something worthwhile with their time. And then this comment was just downvoted into Hades. I think before this, the most downvoted comment on Reddit of all time was about 30,000 downvotes. And this comment has over 660,000 downvotes. So people were not happy with this. Long story short, they made a load of emergency changes to the game. So the first one was quartering the cost of all the heroes. So instead of 60,000, it now costs 15,000. But that still left a bad taste in everyone's mouth because... It's st- 10 hours. Well, also you used to get 20,000 credits for completing the campaign. But then they changed that to only 5,000 credits. And that's because they said the 20,000 credits was intended to allow you to unlock Aiden, which is like one of the heroes from the campaign. So they gave you the currency, but then they, they wanted you specifically to unlock a certain character. Yes. Well, why didn't you just do that in the first place? Yes, yeah, so lots of people said, why didn't you just give us the character then? If this was the intended reason, why didn't you just give us the character? And then other people said, oh, from a psychological standpoint, they're trying to prime you to get used to buying characters. You see, they're trying to get you used to the idea of like, oh, and I should buy a character and they're going to meet exactly as many credits as I need to unlock this hero and I should unlock this hero. Oh, and now I'm used to buying heroes. It's very fair. No, it's not. It's psychological trickery. It's using science for evil. Science was supposed to make the world a better place. Anyway, long and the short of it, they have removed the microtransactions from the game. So, in addition to all of this outrage around the unlocking of heroes, it was also pointed out that the only way to really level up your characters is to get these star cards, which are random drops from loot boxes. And again... You can spend your credits on loot boxes, or you can spend real money on loot boxes. And given the amount of time it takes to earn the credits for even one loot box, people who spend real money on this game will have a significant in-game advantage against you. And so, to level the playing field now, they have removed the ability to buy loot boxes. But I would say the damage is already done. I heard you could still buy in-game currency in GameStop and Walmarts and things like that. Really? I, I suppose if they're physical things that have been shipped out, they have to kind of honour them. It's a mess. It's a, me- it's a mess. It's taking advantage of people's mental deficiencies. I mean, I, I say that in a very negative way. I, I don't mean mental deficiencies like, oh, uh, duh, you're not smart enough to see this. I mean, psychologically, the human mind is primed to do certain things. And, you know, there's a reason people gamble. It's because humans like gambling, humans like games of chance. And 
this game is exploiting all of those things. And it, the thing is, it's a real shame because it looks amazing. It's a beautiful looking game. I mean, I haven't bought it. I'm not playing it. But, you know, I'm also sad because it's broken up our PUBG squad because two of the people who play PUBG with have bought this game and are playing it instead. Right now? Right now. You'll never buy this game. I will never buy this game. Yeah, it's just, you know, they say it's a really fun game. It looks really cool. But I, I just refuse to buy it on principle because the loot system is obnoxious. There's also talk about why they did this. And the response we got back was they couldn't go cosmetic only. Yeah. I mean, most games will go the cosmetics route when it comes to trying to extract real money from you. But in this case, the Star Wars IP is obviously a very strong IP. What was the comment? You can't, you know, you don't want to see a pink Darth Vader, I think was their particular comment. It's like, speak for yourself. I'd really like to see a pink Darth Vader. I think it'd be hilarious. But I'm sure, well, in the past, George Lucas and now Disney would not sign off on such a thing. You know, the power of the Star Wars brand comes from its consistency. And so if you do have ludicrous looking, you know, stormtroopers have to all look the same. That's what makes them terrifying. You know, this featureless swarm of... Well, I say terrifying. I mean, they'd be terrifying if they could ever hit you. But that's neither here nor there. You know, the, the, the consistency and the look of the characters is an iconic part of the setting and the universe. So, yeah, they can't mess with it that much. But they can do subtle things, like in Injustice 2. Have you seen those armor pieces? Injustice 2 is not in any way or form subtle. I'm saying they, they do cosmetics, but they're still the same character. I guess with X attempts at these comics they've got very you know various forms the, the difference with injustice 2 is very much that injustice 2 uh, well the injustice series is set in a multiverse they explicitly talk about all the many different alternate versions of the superheroes and so it's perfectly acceptable in universe canon or in multiverse canon to have multiple supermen multiple batmen multiple catwomen fighting each other who all look different star wars there's the star wars universe this is what a stormtrooper looks like you know, stormtroopers wear helmets, they don't have mohawks, they don't have, you know, funky tattoos or interesting patterns on their armour. They all wear the same featureless white. So that's the problem they've got. I mean, the more interesting thing is, they said they're going to remove the microtransactions temporarily while they fix the problem. But what is the fix to the problem? And number two, on an earnings call, EA said that they didn't think this was going to significantly impact their bottom line for this year, the removal of the microtransactions. This year being calendar year or financial year? I assume financial. Okay. But taking another step back, how did they expect to fund this game? I mean, this is the thing I think we mentioned before. Like, game devs are of the opinion, we all say we hate loot boxes, but people are buying the loot boxes. And then there's also parallels drawn to things like the FIFA Ultimate Team and like sticker collecting or Hearthstone with this, you know, buying the card packs. People buy these microtransaction things. They wouldn't try and fund games this way if it didn't work. And evidently it works. Star Wars Battlefront is interesting purely because I think they took a step too far. They misunderstood it. What I'm trying to get at is how much did this game cost to make? And... It's a business, sadly. You know, it's not a work of art. It's not a labour of love. I mean, maybe it's those things as well. But that wasn't the reason it was funded. It was funded to make money. And so 
their projections for how much money the game would make are based off the microtransaction sales. Did the game break even and make a profit from just the cost of the base game? Or, you know, what I'm trying to say is, is it like a games console? If you think about it, at release time, an Xbox 360, an Xbox One, a PS3, a PS4, they cost more to make than they were being sold for. But that was okay because of the licensing costs to developers and because of the sales of the games that would come down the line. Is Star Wars funded essentially by the microtransactions? Did they make a game where the cost to make the game was not covered by the sales of the base game? And essentially, people say it's offensive that you're putting free-to-play game mechanics in a AAA $60 game. But... You know, the game looks beautiful. It has incredibly high production values. Did the $60 that people paid for the base game even cover the cost of the game? The cost it took to make the game. I don't know. Who knows? EA knows. EA knows. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen analysis of it from that angle. And I haven't done the maths. So, sorry. I don't know either. But it is curious. Well, no, when they put out their end-of-year financial reports. Perhaps. Do you want to talk about a solution to this? Well, what is the solution? I, I, that's why I'm very curious what they're going to do about it. Because what, you, what would you do about this? What I do about it, I'd write it off. I'd be like, yeah, fine. Well, no, no, no. Okay. The, the thing they said was that the DLC, there's going to be no DLC. It's going to be free. You're not going to have DLC map packs, you know, that fragment the community, whatever. It's all going to be free, but it's going to be funded by the microtransactions. So they could backpedal and go, well, you can have one or the other. You can have offensive microtransactions or you can have paid DLC. Which one do you want? I mean, the thing is, you know, it's good. It's kind of forcing the industry one way or the other. People make mistakes. Maybe it's a mistake. I, I, in Reddit, someone mentioned that horse armor was a thing. Now it's a norm. It really is a norm. You're paying for your... I'm paying for my... Your hat. My glorious hat. 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 Yeah, it's true. The horse armor, I would say, was farcical because it's a single-player game. The hat is so I can strike fear into the hearts of my enemies when they see my style. You know, when they see my beautiful hat cresting the horizon, they'll be like, oh, this guy means serious business, moments before they meet the business end of my ump. If only you were known for your hat. The, the problem with the hat is that, of course, I actually have to take off the hat and put a helmet on. But the hat is actually a really dumb purchase. Because it's like, well, I can be stylish or I can be safe. <laughs> you know, I'm not yet good enough to win the game while wearing the hat because if you're not wearing a helmet, you will die in one headshot. And I can't guarantee that I will never be hit in the head. So after about five minutes, I'm no longer wearing the hat. I'm wearing the jacket though. So, you know, that was money well spent. Do you have a jacket in real life that looks like the jacket in game? No, it's a Mandarin jacket. It's, the, it's got the Chinese style collar. I mean, I could buy one. That's what you should buy with your ASOS. That's what you Talking about cosmetics slash offensive consumer hostile loot box practices. Destiny 2. Again, I'm really glad I didn't buy Destiny 2. It just seems to be a complete shit show. So the reason Destiny 2 is in the news and being mentioned in the same breath as Battlefront 2, it has come to light that Destiny 2 had XP scaling. So 
you would complete an activity and it would say you've earned like 9,000 something XP. But really, you had earned 4,000 something XP. Only if you repeated the activity. Yeah, so the first time you did it, you'd earn the full amount. But then over time, the amount of XP you earned would decay down to 44% of the value that was actually shown on the screen. And so that's the thing. The UI was lying to the player. And there was no mention in any documentation that this XP scaling existed. Nothing mentioned in-game, nothing that you could see in the UI apart from the amount that the bar filled up. And so someone went and did a detailed analysis over many hours charting basically this hidden XP scaling mechanic. And it was all finally corroborated recently. And then there was more consumer outrage. And now they've removed the system. But they removed the system and they've just doubled the XP required to level up in Destiny 2. And then the reason the level up matters. So in Destiny 2, when you level up, you earn a bright engram. And a bright engram contains, what was it, silver dust and shaders and other cosmetic-y stuff. Yeah. And then, of course, most tellingly, you can buy bright engrams of real money. So the reason they care about the rate at which you earn bright engrams is because if you earn them too fast, you'll be less inclined to spend real money on them. Bright engrams are loot boxes. So on the one hand, at least they're cosmetic only, but on the other hand, it's another consumer-hostile loot box practice. Loot boxes ruin everything. Except for PUBG. Except for PUBG. Well, they kind of ruin PUBG too, but I don't care. So at least they're only cosmetic. At least they're only cosmetic. Yeah, but I don't know. I just, it's just offensive. Especially since... I can't remember if I've ever mentioned this on the podcast before, but in Destiny 2, shaders are single-use... I found this really bizarre. I think this was actually the thing that when I found out, I was like, wow, I'm definitely not buying Destiny 2. I kind of was entertaining it before that because I did quite enjoy the time we spent playing Destiny 1. It was fun playing it, you know, as a squad, doing the raids, cheesing things, soloing Crota. But in Destiny 1, there were items called shaders that would change the look of your armor. They basically just changed your armor to a different color scheme. And you could buy shaders, you could get them as rewards for certain activities. In particular, the raids would give you a shader that you could only earn from the raid, for example. So if you were wearing a certain shader, you could tell that you had done the raid successfully. The shaders could be stored in these kiosks, at least by the end of Destiny 1 they could. So you never had to worry about the space it took to carry the shaders. You could just delete them and then re-download them from the kiosk for free. And you could apply the shaders to whatever you liked at any time. Destiny 2... The shaders are single-use items, so you'll get some shaders. You might get legendary or epic shaders, but once you've used them, they're gone. And the only way to get them back is to get them from more bright engrams. Okay, fine. That sounds a lot worse. Yeah, it's terrible. I, I was really shocked. The speculation on the reason it works this way now is loot boxes are not classified as gambling because... Gambling is when you play a game of chance where you might receive a reward or you might receive nothing. Whereas loot boxes always give you something. So in the American ESA's view, loot boxes are not gambling because you always get something. But if shaders were single-use items, then they couldn't give you shaders in the loot boxes because what if you got a duplicate? They'd have to give you Glimmer, but I assume Glimmer has a cap in Destiny 2 just like it had in Destiny 1. I gotta admit, I'm not down with all the details because I never played Destiny 2. 
I just read about it thinking, oh, I'm glad I didn't buy Destiny 2. So that was the speculation on the reason why shaders were single use, because then they could always give you something when you open the engram. Hawaii, Belgium? Hawaii and Belgium, yeah, are considering just classifying loot boxes as gambling anyway. And that will be interesting. I mean, I do think a lot of the pressure that's coming on the industry to change loot box practices is because of, you know, they're finally associating them with gambling. I think lots of people were tweeting at Disney going, uh, Disney, you're cheating children to gamble. Is this what you want from your brand? You know, this is, this is the sort of thing that's actually applying pressure to change. So we'll see. But yeah, I'm not a fan of loot boxes. I mean, we talked about PUBG and the cosmetics there, but, you know, tellingly, I didn't buy loads of loot boxes to get my glorious hat and jacket. I just bought the hat and jacket with money from other people who had spent goodness knows how much. Maybe they got lucky and just found those items, or maybe they opened loads of loot boxes to find them to sell. But, you know, I don't have time for loot boxes and I don't gamble because, you know, I've done the maths. You're going to lose. How do you trade in PUBG? It's Steam Marketplace. And they, there's a transaction fee there. Yeah, Steam takes a small cut. But not Bluehole? I don't know if Bluehole takes a cut or not, to be honest. Otherwise, you know, every publisher would do this. I'm genuinely not sure if they take a cut or not. I actually kind of think they should take a cut. Seems kind of shady if they do, though. Then they just earn off the secondary market. Yeah, but if they don't, they have no incentive to make any loot boxes in the first place. Unless they're loot boxes that you have to buy a key for. Which is possible. I mean, maybe genuinely they don't make any money from loot boxes other than the ones where you have to unlock with a key and you have to buy the key from them with real money. So we're both equally offended by Battlefront 2. Probably. I, I mean, I can't tell how offended you are. You didn't buy it either, but you didn't buy anything, so. We both agree that they should transition to paid DLC, you know, in terms of map content. I just miss the good old days when it was a patch and you got it for free. In the olden days, in the good old days, this stuff was free. I mean, I guess it costs more to produce these days. I do think if the microtransactions are genuinely not impacting the game, then it's okay. And then it is genuinely good for everybody because the people who want to fund the game, the people who are buying the loot boxes are genuinely funding it for everyone else who can just have a good time. I don't know if this is a good example, but if you buy films or rent films, there are two prices for the SD version and the HD version. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand how this is relevant. <laughs> Let me get there. It may not be. The problem is with producing all the assets, right? If you just give crappy assets to people who are wanting to pay less. Well, this is how games that have cosmetic microtransactions tend to work. I mean, if you look at League of Legends, for example, which is incredibly successful and funded by microtransactions, there are skins that you can buy, but there are also premium skins that cost significantly more. And people buy the premium skins. So, I mean, you've got your market segmentation there. Things like PUBG, I guess, are interesting because they've obviously gone the loot box route. But you don't have to engage with it. You can just buy the items. I mean, that's what I've done. I still can't believe I actually bought these items. It's kind of embarrassing. But then, this is probably the first time I've spent hundreds of hours playing a game. It's fine. But 
I think the difference is you're just as frustrated with Destiny 2. Well, I didn't even buy it. But I can see that it's offensive. I'm not offended by what Destiny... I'm disappointed, but I'm not offended by what's going on in Destiny 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, actually. With De- Destiny 2 is different to Battlefront 2. Battlefront 2 is offensive. Destiny 2 is disappointing. Destiny 2 is disappointing because Destiny had so much promise and it has failed to deliver on absolutely every one of its promises. It has literally failed to deliver on every single promise. I remember before Destiny came out and you were telling me how great Destiny was going to be and you were sending me trailers and you were talking about how amazing it was going to be. And then we played Destiny and it became very apparent that there was nothing there. And then we heard about the story being gutted and now now what do we have look at it i thought it'd be wow in space there's definitely no wow there the story is i, I I've, I've lost for words there's no there's no story the story makes no sense as far as i can tell it was meant to have an epic story i mean you could argue about how important the story is but there's no coherency to the story because they rewrote it in the middle. It makes no sense. What is the darkness? They never really sorted that out. What is the traveler? They never really sorted that out. You're supposed to feel some connection to your weapons. I mean, they, they are trying to sort of tune horn this in now. They've got this masterwork weapon system that's going to track the number of kills your weapon got and all this other stuff. But it's so blah. There's like... <sighs> the weapon attachment kind of worked. Like You'll know when you got your Galahorn. Kind of. Everyone's got Galahorn. It's not the same. Exactly. It feels like it did not deliver on any of the promises. And again, they had a chance to fix it with Destiny 2. They're like, no, 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 guys, all right. Destiny 1 was rushed out. Destiny 2, we've sorted it. Look at this mess. Look at this mess. Trash. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. I know I'm being facetious. Sorry, I've got rant mode enabled. Are you done ranting? Yeah, okay, let's move on to something healthier. So I wanted to talk about the the unexpected or maybe expected demise of Marvel heroes. This was certainly unexpected to me because you said, oh, did you know about Marvel heroes shutting down? I was like, what? The Diablo loot top down, choose any Marvel hero and I don't know, whatever description I gave that made coherent sense at the time, but I can't seem to articulate now. And you were like, yeah, yeah, that one. I was like, what? It's closed down. So you even played this. I've played this. Yeah. It's funny because I heard about it because Total Biscuit kept talking about it and how much he liked it and how much money he'd spent on it. Not enough, obviously. Not enough, obviously, yeah. And then I was like, well, it's free to play. And then one day we were just looking for a game to play. I mean, this is in, you know, the days before PUBG. And so I downloaded it and played it. And actually, it was really good. You could choose any hero. You could play... I think you could play any hero up to level 10. Like, you could choose to unlock one hero for free and it got... You could go to level 70 or you could play any hero until level 10 for free or something along those lines. I guess it doesn't matter now because it's gone. Sad times. It was released on console this year. Yeah, but it was released in PC in 2013. Console this year in June. But only in mid-November they mentioned they intended to shut this all down at the end of the year. And then they shut it down the next day unexpectedly. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really shocked. It was actually genuinely a good game. It was actually really fun and it had decent production values and loads of characters to pick from that all had slightly different mechanics. It actually worked really rather well. Did you look at the microtransactions? 
Well, maybe that was the problem. Maybe they gave you too much for free. I didn't spend any real money on it. Did you think to consider it? If I had put more time into it, I could imagine that, yes, I might have done. But I didn't, because, you know, there's always more things to play. We just idly tried it out one afternoon. But, you know, it was a good game. If you were looking for a Diablo-type game and you liked Marvel, yeah, it was really good. I mean, it ticked all the boxes. I don't know what to... There's three things I want to talk about. Like, the failure of free-to-play. What happens to those, you know, those people who bought this console game for only five months? Well, was it not free on console then? You actually had to pay for it on console? Or was it just that they paid for microtransaction stuff and then lost it? They're looking to get refunds on the microtransactions. I think the base game was free to download. Makes sense. I mean, that's like Warframe then, in that sense. Yeah, I can imagine that people did put real money into the microtransactions for Marvel Heroes. I mean, Marvel Heroes, in the brief time I did play it, I do remember being very confused by the currency systems, which is obviously exactly what they want, because I only played it for a couple of hours, and I remember going up to some vendors and seeing, like, five different currencies of, like, different coloured cubes and geometric shapes, and being like, uh what it's like this one you can buy with the red one but this one you have to buy with the green one and this one takes like purple ones i'm like "Mm, okay i'm just not going to buy anything so microsoft and sony people are fighting them for refunds what do you think is it on the console owners to honor the refunds it's kind of not their fault but it's the right thing to do i don't know i think it's kind of setting a precedent if they do do refunds I mean, it's very sad if you spent money on this, but the problem is, you know, you don't own the game if it's free to play, in a sense. I mean, you never, the problem is you don't really own anything these days. You know, like I was saying, like, no one buys anything these days, they just rent it. Even if you think you've bought a game, you know, if you buy a game on Steam, you buy a game on Origin, you're really just renting it from Steam on Origin, it's until they go down. You know, you're just, you're buying a license to play that game on their platform, but you haven't really bought the game. This is the world we live in. Yeah, there's no agreement on when they turn the... Per game, there's no agreement as to when they turn off the online servers. Exactly. For instance, Demon's Souls is going offline. Next year. Yeah. To be fair to them, Demon's Souls has been online a long time. Demon's Souls was not meant to be online this long. It was just that popular that they just kept it online. I should probably try and finish Demon's Souls before... I never finished Demon's Souls, you know. That's I, a surprise. Yeah, I finished all the Dark Souls games. Demon's Souls is just too much. I finished... All the Dark Souls games, I finished Bloodborne, but Demon's Souls are too hard. All of these games, you might find it surprising, but each of the Souls games or Soulsborne games, they've been getting easier every time. Or maybe I've just been getting better at them. Not sure. Whatever the reason, I could not finish Demon's Souls. It was too hard. And I never went back to it. Maybe I'd be better at it now and I could finish it, but at the time, certainly too difficult. Let's talk about the studio. Okay. I don't know what we can say, because it's just unlucky sometimes. There's nothing you can say. If you go bankrupt, you go bankrupt. Yeah, I mean, the question is why they went bankrupt. Like, did they overextend themselves with the console port? Or did they just not make as much money as they were projecting? And then they became insolvent. Who knows? But it is sad. I mean, reading about it, they said various people at the studio tweeted that they had been terminated and they hadn't been paid their severance pay or hadn't been paid their, you know, like, holiday leave or whatever. But if you can't as a company, you can't. There's nothing you can do. Yeah, if you're bankrupt, you're bankrupt. I don't even know how good this game was. But it sounds like it was good enough 
and that makes me sad. I mean, I would say it was like as good as Diablo three. I mean, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, although I didn't think Diablo three was that good, but you know, it was a good game. It was actually genuinely fun to play. It was fun. Loads of different mechanics. All the characters worked differently, and it was actually very clever as well. They actually built in kind of a meta progression system that kind of encouraged you to spend money, but not in an offensive way, in a very clever way, in a way that appealed to my min maxing side, because. I can't remember which character it was. It was like Cyclops or Iron Man or something. Like when you level a character up to max level, you unlock a permanent account level bonus to all your future characters. So it might be something like plus 10% range damage to all your characters, for example. And I think one of them was like plus 10% leveling up speed to all your subsequent characters. So it'd be like, oh, well, I should level up this guy first and then I should level up this one. You know, it was actually really clever. So sad times. So. Indeed. Yeah, unfortunate. Nintendo. It's for breakfast now. Nintendo. It's a cereal. Wow. The last thing we wanted to talk about was Mario Cereal. Super Mario Cereal. Which feels like a physical incarnation of loot boxes. It's a box full of nutritious, sugary carbs. So, each box is meant to act as an amiibo. Yeah, NFC chips are so cheap, they can just shove one in the box, and every box is an amiibo. Currently, we know, at least in the context of Mario Odyssey, the rewards are coins and hearts. Doesn't seem very worthwhile to me. Well, it doesn't seem worth, especially going out to buy cereal, but, you know, if you're buying the cereal anyway... Think back to the distant past when you were a child, if you can remember that long. I definitely shilled at my parents to like, oh, please buy this Mario thing. Please buy me this Mario Happy Meal. Please buy me this stupid Mario cereal. That was probably not very tasty. But, you know, children are stupid. Yeah, I remember getting rewards in my cereal. It's just like the stupid toys you used to get in your cereal, but, you know, you're less likely to choke on it. Come on, coins, though. Or hearts. Yeah, why not? At least there should be the chance for costume. Chance for costume? <laughs> What's the costume going to be? Like the Lucky Charms leprechaun? Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Cappy just turns into an upside down bowl. Is Kellogg's doing it right? Yeah, they said it's a partnership with I can Kellogg's. have a tiger suit. A tiger suit? Oh, <laughs> that would be amazing. I would buy it if I had a tiger suit. Or I needed like 10 boxes to get a tiger suit. I'll do that. <laughs> no, that's pay to win. Yeah. Uh, I thought the funny thing, <laughs> the funny comment on the story about this was, uh, the Switch is portable, right? <laughs> Just bring it to the supermarket and scan all the boxes. This is going to extend to other products. If I go to the cinema and watch the Mario film, are they going to let me get a ticket that has a, or will there be a, a, a stall there where I can go and bring my Switch and scan it? Yeah, why not? Makes sense. What do you think of Amiibo? Because this is the other trend this year, isn't it? We've got the ascendancy of loot boxes, the infection into loot boxes and everything. And the other thing is the implosion of toys to life. The toys to life genre has just gone, you know, black hole, singularity, gone. And Amiibo, how the mighty have fallen from plastic figurines to cereal boxes. Yeah, so this year saw the end of Disney Infinity and Lego Dimensions. For two Christmases in a row, I bought Care's Lego Dimensions stuff. What? I did not know this. Yeah, I bought him like Ghostbusters Back to the Future, I think, and also 
Batman. Oh. When it's all over. He's really into his Lego games. The Lego games are fun. Actually, you know what? I've never really played any of the Lego games. I've only seen the Lego movies, actually. The Lego movies are fun. We never talked about Amiibo. Why do you not have any Amiibo? Do you have any Amiibo? No. Why? Because it's plastic bullshit. Sorry. Sorry, Amiibo fans. Anyone who collects plastic bullshit. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm soulless, you know. Somewhere along the line, my heart kind of just, like, broke. Yeah, Mike doesn't have any pictures of people in his flat. It's just all... It's all bare white walls. I have, like, this minimalist white flat, and there's one room just full of clutter where we record the podcast, (laughs) and the rest of the flat is just, like, empty white space. I did buy a photo... But it's just propped up against the wall on the floor because I can't be bothered to hang it up. But it's not of people you you love. Yeah, it's just a landscape. It's just a landscape photo. You know, so somewhere along the line, my soul was critically damaged. I took a critical hit and then I was unable to love Amiibo. I'm all virtual. I am actually just like all virtual. I don't even buy physical games anymore. I'm like, can't deal with this physical bullshit. It's all gone wrong. Having virtual stuff is okay. It was okay up to the point where you bought the the hat and the jacket. Yeah, it's all a waste of money. It's all a waste of money. No, I just can't... The the plastic stuff... I mean, Amiibos... Amiibos just feel like they're preying on children, to be honest. No nostalgia. For plastic figurines? Yeah. But they're of, you know, characters you loved many years ago. Honestly, this is probably something I should talk about in therapy, but... I don't care for the past. I don't care for the past. No, you know... I was never allowed any plastic figurines when I was a kid. I think it's maybe, you know, my parents... Wait, wait, go back, go back a step. You were never allowed any plastic figurines when you were a kid. Yeah, my did parents were like, it's a waste of money. Did you have any? No. Really didn't? Really didn't. And that's why I have no nostalgia for them. That's why I don't get it. That's why I was like, it's a waste of money. This was imprinted on me by my parents. We had a SNES. Yeah, it's all virtual. But no one gifted you these things. I, I was gifted a small number of Transformers. So, okay, so you had Transformers. I love. I really like Transformers. This is this is going to get into like traumatic childhood memories now. D- Doug will probably remember. What's wrong Doug, with Doug will remember. <laughs> What's wrong with Transformers? Nothing's wrong with Transformers. I really wanted Transformers as a kid. I never had any. I had like one or two from indulgent overseas aunts and uncles. One or two is enough. Yeah. So as a result, anyway, Amiibo, no nostalgia. I feel like it is preying on children because children are like oh i want this plastic toy please book mom but and if you, you seen like the predatory advertising for like smash brothers sorry uh, rant mode's enabled again the advertising for smash brothers on the wii u and it shows the little kid and he wants to play with his older brother and his older brother's friends and they all have amiibo and he doesn't have an amiibo and he loses to all of them and then like his older brother's hot girlfriend or something a hot female friend it's just like, oh, you just need an amiibo. And he goes to the shop and buys an amiibo and trains it. And uh. Oh, because it stores how you play? Yeah. On yeah. The- and then he levels up his amiibo to level 99. And he finally ab- he's able to beat his brother. And his brother's hot, you know, female friend gives him a kiss or something, you know. And this is like, this is like an eight-year-old boy or something. It's like, this is kind of wrong. This is kind of wrong on all sorts of levels. I've never seen this advert. Yeah, I saw it. The other day. I can't remember why I saw it. It was linked to something. It's probably linked to some story about predatory amiibo practice. <laughs> How do we go from cereal onto this? Sorry, say your point. How do you feel about the cereal? It's probably delicious. I feel guilty eating it. You shouldn't take that much sugar in the morning. Is it offensive that they're offering cereal like this? Nah, I think it's fine. But you won't buy the cereal. If they sell it in Hong Kong, 
yeah fine you know what for re- for research purposes i'll buy a box and i'll eat it but i won't enjoy it no i'll really enjoy it Shh. i used to really like ricicles they look like ricicles i'm sure it's going to be really tasty why is this okay but destiny 2's whatever's going on there is not okay you're not really buying the cereal for the amiibo it's not like the cereal costs 30 usd because it's an amiibo with some cereal you're buying a box of cereal and the amiibo is this inconsequential bonus that you get with it but that's on the assumption that the cereal is tasty if the cereal is actually crushed glass and you have to just throw it away and you get some coins in super mario odyssey then that would be stupid fine we can agree on that yeah you get random packings all the time in cereal there's no worse than like a decoder ring or a cd or something but it works because i like the cereal anyway this is an extra bonus on top i mean if you had the choice between buying a box of lucky charms and a box of the super mario cereal that basically seems to be the same but with different shaped marshmallow treats and an amiibo but lucky charms look come on you gotta do something better than lucky charms what do you mean you got to do something better? Frosties, Frosties versus Mario cereal, maybe. It's harder to choose. What's wrong with Lucky Charms? You take that back. <laughs> so you like Lucky Charms? They're basically Rice Krispies, right? It's like the puffed rice, but with sugar and marshmallow treats. That's Lucky Charms, isn't it? No, is Lucky Charms the wheat one rather than the puffed rice? Ricicles was the sweetened puffed rice with marshmallow bits in. I don't know. I don't eat cereal very often. I haven't eaten cereal for years. I tell a lie. I did used to eat cereal, but I was eating healthy cereal. I was eating Just Right. Just Right is Just Right. It's a delicious cereal and it's, you know, formulated for adults. And yeah, it's got a good balance of fiber. It's not too sweet. All Bran. All Bran's another healthy cereal. It tastes like doormats. <laughs> That's how you know it's here. That's how you know it's healthy. It kind of tastes like doormats. It leaves this weird gritty residue in your mouth that's how you know it's good for you i'm not convinced the fiber's really doing all that much for you to be honest you should just eat some actual doormat that would probably <laughs> clear your insides out better i'm not really a cereal connoisseur sorry most cereal is just far too sweet this is why you think mario cereal is can just be like thrown out there and it's going to be okay <laughs> yeah for some reason i find the cereal acceptable but the destiny 2 loot box is unacceptable disqualified on that note we were lost levels club we still are lost levels club please rate and subscribe to us on itunes please 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 oh wait we didn't talk about injustice 2 we should talk about injustice 2 okay then. reverse backpedal backpedal one final thing one final thing you want to talk about injustice 2 again well i feel like we need to issue a fact correction because we made a factual error in our previous podcast. I said, oh yeah, we should play a few characters through and get the endings. And you were like, it's not like that, Mike. It's not in there. But it is in there. It's so in there. My mind was like, when I found out this. So it's not obvious to me that it was in there, though. You know, we played the game, and it was not obvious that this mode was in there. But the battle simulator is actually an old-school style choose this character play through with that character and get a character specific ending but do you get character cutscenes as you go along i have no idea because i still haven't played this mode (laughs) i don't think so i think you just play the game you face off against a selection of the other characters 
you beat Brainiac and you get an ending for that character having beaten Brainiac and what happened after they beat Brainiac. Including, most perversely, Brainiac beating Brainiac. But it's a different style. It's like a 2D comic. It's a selection of 2D still images with voiceover. So I was saying, I think, on the Injustice 2 episode, oh, well, I guess the production costs of doing it would be too high, but this is how they got around it. It really is like a Street Fighter 2-esque pictures with, well, not written text, but voice. Still cheaper than massive 3D animation. So that was the factual correction on Injustice 2. But we still haven't played that mode. We still haven't played multiplayer against each other. <laughs> we're, we're busy. We're busy people. We've got other things to do. I've been playing Her Story. Have you been playing Her Story? Yes. Mario Odyssey. And, and Mario Odyssey. Been playing Mario Odyssey. You know, we've got, to, we've got to make sure we've played enough so we can talk about it for our end of year wrap up. Which one's going to get Game of the Year? Ooh, PUBG. On that note. On that note. We were Lost Levels Club. We still are Lost Levels Club. Please rate and subscribe to us on iTunes. Please, please, please. You can find us on email. Mike.and.ting at lostlevels.club. On Twitter. At Lost Levels Club. On Reddit. Slash r slash Lost Levels Club. On Twitch and YouTube. As Lost Levels Club. What's uh, Michael grateful for today? The two watch lifestyle. Knowing my pulse at any time of day. Just give a double tap on the wrist. You can see my pulse. Give a double tap on the other wrist. Feel a tapping sensation on my left wrist instead. No information. So Michael says bye. Bye Bye-bye.